According to a recent report from the public policy group Third Way, 65% of bachelor degree programs enable graduates to recover the cost of their diploma in 10 years or less. Certain majors offer an especially rapid return on investment. Third Way analyzed data collected by the U.S. Department of Education from approximately 2.2 million students who graduated in 2015 and 2016 and then measured their earnings two years later. As noted by Third Way and reported by CNBC, there are 11 bachelor's degree programs that position graduates to recover the money spent on their diploma in five years or less. Seven engineering majors dominate the list, including petroleum, aerospace, and industrial engineering. Among the remaining majors are construction management, nursing, and safety technicians. Other fields, such as drama and dance, produced no return on investment, according to the report's authors. These careers, of course, offer creative fulfillment and societal value, but the data indicate that they are also associated with unstable employment and limited economic return. The study further indicates that public institutions offer better prospects to quickly recover education costs than private ones. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. You may remember that among the many controversies this year was the question of whether or not governors were wise to preemptively end some or all of the expanded unemployment benefits offered by the federal government. As indicated by writer Ben Castleman, a total of 26 states, all but one with Republican governors, moved to end some or all of these expanded benefits before their automatic termination yesterday. These governors, along with many business owners, argue that the expanded unemployment benefits discouraged people from returning to work at a time when many employers had been struggling to fully staff up. Several recent studies have concluded that the extra payments played only a small role in this year's labor shortages. They have also found that states that preemptively ended expanded benefits, most of them in June, experienced at most a modest bump in employment. But these states also experienced reduced spending among their unemployed populations, potentially hurting local economies. Indeed, recently released Labor Department data indicate that states that cut benefits have experienced job growth similar to and perhaps slightly slower than growth in states that retained their benefits. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Many of us work remotely during the worst of the pandemic. Some of us still are. While many employers struggle with the questions of whether to bring workers back to offices and for how many days per week, many would-be employees remain interested in working remotely. According to a recent analysis published by job site Glassdoor, the share of online job searches for remote positions surged 460% over the two-year period between June 2019 and June 2021. As indicated by CNBC, that jump in interest in remote work isn't siloed in a handful of occupations, but is widespread across a host of different jobs. This suggests that the move toward remote work will have considerable staying power. More employees realize that remote work is an option and now have experience proving that they can still be productive. However, this is one of those instances in which data can be misleading. Despite the increased interest in remote work, only 3% of all job search activity was for remote positions in June of 2021, according to Glassdoor. True, interest in remote work is likely far higher than that figure suggests, since the data only account for those searching exclusively for remote work, not a hybrid model in which some time is spent working at a job site and some time at home. For WIPR, and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.
In recent months, you've probably heard many stories about global supply chains in disarray and attendant product shortages and higher prices. Earlier this year, many economists were indicating that such challenges would be short-lived and that supply chains would become more orderly as the pandemic faded. Well, the pandemic is still with us and global supply chains continue to face challenges. As indicated by Bloomberg, the supply chain crunch now looks like it will last well into next year as the surging Delta variant upends factory production in Asia and disrupts shipping. Manufacturers reeling from shortages of key components and higher raw material and energy costs are now being forced into bidding wars to get space on vessels. That is pushing freight rates to record highs and prompting some exporters to raise prices or simply cancel shipments altogether. China's determination to stamp out COVID means that even a small number of cases can cause major disruptions to trade. Recently, the government there temporarily closed part of the world's third busiest container port for two weeks after a single dock worker tested positive. For those who lead households, this will help translate into stubbornly high prices during the months ahead. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Economics is known as the dismal science. Indeed, being in the presence of an economist is rarely pleasant. These are people who tend to focus on the negative. If they were more upbeat, they would have assuredly entered a different profession. This is the point made in a recent piece written by Gina Smialik. The economy has provided plenty of reasons for cheer in recent months. After all, America is experiencing its fastest economic rebound in at least a generation. In any other environment, the 6.3% pace of expansion that economists have collectively penciled in for the United States this year would represent victory. But economists have chosen to focus on things like labor shortages, inflation, global supply chain disruptions, the national debt, and other forms of unpleasantness. What's more, many economists are not forecasting rapid growth in 2022. Economists participating in a recent Bloomberg survey indicated that growth in American gross domestic product will settle down to 3% by the end of 2022. While that would hardly be terrible, it would mean that the economy is set to decelerate markedly from current year performance. Beyond that, many economists believe the economy will average around 2% annual growth. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.